Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast brought to you by Worship Catalyst. We are here to help leaders learn how to do more with less. For more information or engage with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Uh, Hey, everybody. Welcome uh, to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. Another great episode here. And uh, today we get the privilege of talking to a friend of mine named Micah Ogle. How's it going, Micah? Good, Austin. Good. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here, but I do need to disclose two things. Um, One, I'm not an audio guy. Yeah. And my audio guy is not even here today. So if my mic doesn't sound awesome, it's Austin's fault. And uh, two, I'm just here for the Instagram follows. Just here for the Instagram <laughs> follows. That's. Uh, I, I hope the listenership is good. I just found out that we're not getting paid to do this. So Instagram follows it is. It's the only reason anybody comes to the podcast, Micah, is the millions of the millions of fans. This is an opportunity for your career. There's probably some endorsement deals that come on the back end of this. So. But thanks for joining and being a part of this. Uh, I know it's going to be beneficial for you and hopefully as a byproduct, beneficial for the people that are uh, listening, right? So That's um, right. Micah is a, is a guy that I've known for um, a long time. Let's see. Um, Micah, why don't you just start by kind of telling us uh, you know, what you do, where you are, and uh, kind of your background a little bit. Yeah, totally. I am um, the production director at Hope Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. And, uh, I came to Vegas for the first time in man, 2001, 2002. Um, and I was a freshman in high school coming to, uh, help out this little church plant called hope that was meeting in a guy named Vance's home. And I just kept coming out every, every year my church would send a mission team and I would come out to hope and just like loved Las Vegas and, always said like, Hey man, it, how cool would it be if like we moved to Vegas and, uh, went to UNLV or got involved in Hope Church and I graduated high school and started my freshman year of college and couldn't find a good reason not to move to Las Vegas. And so in 2006, I moved across the country, uh, to Vegas to, to just be a part. Like I was just here attending the church and um people would leave uh like the staff or volunteers or whatever and uh or they would move to a different role uh and i would just lie and say i can do that <laughs> and so my first my first gig at hope church was like 5 or 10 hours a week updating the website yeah and i literally told them i could do it and you had to go learn and how then, to learn how to program a website to, yeah, or update a website yeah the yeah you know wordpress uh OG WordPress like 0506 on YouTube. So uh <laughs> thanks to the WordPress site. And then people just like people on our team would just transition and um so I moved from website to doing like some, you know, graphics on the weekend. Um and then like my passion somewhere in there I fell in love with photography and hmm. became a creative I don't guess I became a creative, but I started the journey down the creative path and video and photography. And that became like my love. And I was obsessed with that. And to this day, like don't walk around without a camera in my hand. Um, And then our video guy left. I took that role. And then we moved from this uh, building that we had with just a projector to a high school. um, And we were setting up like, four connexes um like four tractor trailers every oh, yeah. single weekend in this high school gym yeah. um 
And that's where I first like started to learn the ins and outs of production. Yeah. And like, yeah, some of the hardest like years of my life thus far, <laughs> like from a work standpoint, but like, um, you learn like, hey, we, we said like we had a Saturday night service. And so we said we would start setting up at noon by five o'clock. We needed to know what was broken. So we had an hour and a half to fix it yeah. before service started at 630. Right. And so you just learn troubleshooting like crazy because like everything's broken every week because it either got broken while you're using it or while you were tearing it down and shoving it in a Connex for a week. And it's 150 <laughs> degrees in Las Vegas. And so like everybody's walking around with gloves trying not to get burned and die um, while we're setting up for church. And from there, we moved on to um, a permanent campus, our cactus location. And um, I kind of started to expand my reach in the production world. Um, we started, you know, like uh, live video and and um, video like uh, real video production we got to like spend time making things instead of just setting up and tearing down all the time um and so video production and video the video world storytelling became a real passion of mine and fast forward man eight or nine years later and production director is my current title um and i get to oversee a, 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 a small production staff and a grip of volunteers that are just killing it every weekend. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, the thing I don't think I realized, Mike, is how many different, uh, different roles, uh, that you've played, uh, in the church through the years. That's, I love that story really because it says you're from the beginning willing to do anything. And I think that's such a great trait or attribute that you have to have in ministry, right? Is, you know, I'll roll up my sleeves. I'm not too good to pick up trash, you know, or whatever it needs to be at the time. Or, you know, updating a website or I've never done it before, but I'll learn how to do it. You know, it's great. I love that. Totally. If you're confident, you know, somebody will believe you can do it. <laughs> yeah. You just act like you know what you're doing. Well, I think back in those <laughs> right. days you had a bunch of dreadlocks. So maybe, uh, maybe that helped. Totally. Yeah. Everybody has great respect for the white guy with dreadlocks. That's uh, <laughs> that's something that everybody knows. So now that you've, now that you've shown up as, or arrived at this uh, current role of production director for the church, what is it? What are, what is one or two things that you just really love about what you do? Uh, man, I, I, I still love the idea of sharing stories. Mm. Um, like it, if it like gun to my head, um, I guess that's a graphic illustration. Sorry. Like but it, if, if I, if I could say anything, like, what do you love? I love sharing people's stories and whether that is with a camera in my hand, you know, on, you know, downtown in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. sharing somebody's story of how God changed their life, took them from being left in the desert to walking with Jesus. Yeah. Um, or whether that means like sharing the story of a song on a weekend service or um, a, a killer illustration that helps our pastor present the gospel. Um, I would say I love telling stories. Um, and I want to figure out what's the best way we can do this. And, you know, like we, we always say, like in church, Sunday, seven days away. So looking out and trying to plan ahead, like how do we with um, as much creativity and with as much passion as possible, how do we share really compelling stories that connect with people yeah. um, in our city? Um, a lot of a lot of whom like maybe don't have a, a crazy church background. Right. Um, or don't have a long history with church or Jesus or anything like that. Um, so I, I love to share stories. Um, and the second part is, is I love the live environment. Like yeah. it is happening live 
um, and there's fire. Like <laughs> we are building the plane <laughs> that we are currently flying. Everything's on fire, and I need the people who are sitting in our seats to think that everything is running smoothly yeah. when like the wheels are falling off. Like I, I love that. Like because it's twofold. It's it's putting out the fires live so that no one knows what's happening, and then it's also like. Um, empowering people like this weekend people are going to show up on our campus and sit behind a camera and all week long they've been a plumber and and they're a great plumber um and that's what they've given their life to that is their career um and now they're camera three and so now i'm empowering plumber who's great a great plumber five five stars now I'm empowering him to tell the story of Jesus on a camera or a bus driver or a high school student um, or a, an IT director. Like I'm, I'm empowering people whose life isn't production, who would never say I'm creative. Um, I'm empowering them to tell stories. So I am using the vehicle of volunteers and cameras and the whole production element to share the story of Jesus. And man, it, it fires me up to, to get to see people get it. Like when, when we cut to camera three and plumber has an incredible shot and I'm like, bro, killing it. Camera three on fire yeah, today. That's awesome. That, that gives me life, man. And then like when, when everything goes wrong to, to hear everybody kind of pick up the pieces like, hey, camera four, we're sticking with you because camera three, there's, there's a problem. Or, hey, graphics is down. What are we going to do to see our team start to react and learn how to put out those fires? Like, like we're, we're doing it as a team. And so on Sunday, when we, you know, power everything down Sunday after service, we can say like, man, our team did something incredible awesome. today. And people got to see... um Literally, people couldn't see or hear without our team here. And so our team is responsible for people seeing and hearing the gospel every single week at Hope Church. Man, that's so good, Micah. Um, So I want to schedule a podcast to talk about nothing but storytelling, because I think the way that you guys try to tell people stories. But but just right now, I just want to ask you one question. Why is there so much value, you think? In, in and gathering people's stories. People, you, you and I included, want to see themselves. <laughs> like maybe that's the most innate human um, desire is like selfishness or pride. Right. Like, um, you, you know, like that's uh, the old Puritan theologians would say pride is pregnant with every sin. Like, mm. so at, at the root of everything is like this idea of pride. Um, and I feel like I'm going a bad direction with this, but like, I want to see myself, you know? Um, so when people can look on screen and see themselves, when they can open their phone and see themselves, when they can hear and, and hear themselves, um, when they can feel a part of something like that awakens something in us, you know, um, the underdog story, it, Everybody can, in some way, feel united with that underdog story. And so as much as I know you and you're not a perfect dad or husband or worship leader or pastor, 
for somebody who maybe walks into the doors of our church for the first time or like, you know, <laughs> clicks open on the link to our church for the first time, they think because you're on stage with a guitar or maybe I'm on a church staff or the pastor is opening the Bible and can parse the Greek that they are so different from that person. Yeah. But when I throw Christina on stage or on when I throw Christina's video on screen and people say like my marriage failed, mm. I was on drugs, I couldn't uh, I couldn't overcome this. Why would God love me? There are people in our church who can say, man, I'm not I'm not like Austin. My life's not put together like his, but I'm. I'm like Christina. Yeah. Or I grew up in a Christian household and it wasn't till I had great tragedy like Danielle yeah. that I saw Jesus. Right. And somebody can say, man, my life is broken. I lost a child like Jeff and it brought, maybe there's hope for me. Yeah, right. So th- there's there's something about uh, capturing a story and and making the message of Jesus, I feel like that's what Jesus did so well, is like he looked on the city and he saw compassion. So when we can take Jesus off of this pedestal of the guy on stage or um, the person with all the lights on them or with the great voice, and we can say Jesus still does miracles for people who aren't on stage yes. and for people whose name we'll never know. That's it. Like, yeah. like, like that's what that's what we're here for. Yeah. Like, I want to share those stories so that you know, seventeen-year-old Micah can walk in the room and say, "Man, <laughs> I'm I got I got some stuff that's messed up in me, man." Yeah, right. But, but, but this Jesus cat, may, maybe, maybe, like, maybe he can do something different. Yeah, that's good. And and then like like the apostles talked about like. These are the guys who turn the world upside down. Like who, who, who is that? And how do we connect with that person? Um, and I feel like through the, the avenue of sharing stories, man, we can do that. Love that. Well, I, you obviously have a lot of passion. You put tons of thought into this and you guys have practiced this for a long, long time. So let's make sure we spend some time on that um, later. Cause I think, I think people that are in, that is the most untapped thing that we have is all these people and all of their experiences sitting around in a church and nobody knows what what they've been through. But I love that that you guys are doing a good job at that. So you've talked a lot about production already or you've kind of tapped on it and that's kind of your job. But I think when most people, especially early on in their ministry and they think about production, they kind of think about technology. And so how would you delineate the difference between technology and production? I almost think of like a guitar is not music. Okay. <laughs> a guitar is a, t- is a, is a tool, right? right? Yep. And like you playing chords and you strumming or picking or whatever, the effects you're running through, your whole band coming together, that is music. Um, and and I, I think about technology and production kind of in the same way. Like technology is the tool that we are using to build this awesome story, yeah. this awesome experience every single weekend. Like there is, there is nothing inherently production about a cat five cable, <laughs> but a, I am using a lot of cat five cables um, to, to route signal all over the place so that we can 
um, you know, get our audio into Dante. And so we can get our video to the walls and um, so that we can get cameras back to the switcher. Like we we are using tools, cameras, computers, uh, sound consoles, lights that that aren't necessarily um, built. They're not production in themselves. But as we put all those pieces of technology together with um, with individuals who are passionate about that, we use technology to to create an experience, to build an experience. And I feel like where that whole experience comes in is the idea of production. Cool. Got it. So the production is the whole experience. The technology is the tool that we use to pull off the production or pull off the, you know, whatever it is that we plan. I love that. That's, that's great clarity on that. So for your team, how many people serve on a weekly basis, like to pull off a service on a Sunday, how many people is that? I was I was trying to count this up. I I think per service, um, we have about eleven production uh, volunteers serving per service to pull off what um, what we're currently doing. Just on the just on the Hope Creative production side. Of okay, it. and so you have eleven eleven people, and then you're paid obviously as a staff member of the church. Do you have other staff members right. of the church that are in the production or technology staff? So everybody at Hope Church, um, it has a hyphen in their job. Like nobody is just like, <laughs> I I do this. I'm the you know whatever. I, I'm production director. Uh, so, um, we have two guys um, on our staff. Uh, myself, who's the production director, and then we have an audio engineer who also serves as um, our music producer. Um, s- partial, you know, like through the week MD, um, and he's building out tracks for us, making sure we're set, um, on the weekend. He's actually engineering the board, uh, the console on, uh, on the weekend. And so he's also a full-time guy. And then we have a video editor, um, who serves with us on Thursday night, um, which is our first service of the weekend. Um, and then our, uh, communications pastor, communications director, he also is um, a person like, I don't know if you want like specific roles, but like he, he gives energy towards the weekend. And so we use him in a producer slash quality control role every single weekend. All right. So that's like three or four people that have some sort of pay that, you know, leads into Sunday service from the production or technology side. And then, and then a bunch of team of people, like the army of people that you can call on for, for that are not paid. So I I think that that whole idea of what you just described is really overwhelming to most churches that pretty much turn the lights on, make sure somebody's in the soundboard, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I think the steps between where most churches are, especially ones that would probably listen to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast, and then the churches that are where you guys are, is like a million steps. And you've walked all those steps because you started in the living room, you know? But what are three, four, I don't know, things that you would just say to a worship leader or to somebody in charge of, you know, production or technology where you would just say, man, just focus on this. You know, this is what's most important so that they don't get so hung up in the weeds. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot. Um, I, I think like what's what's your goal? Like like if, if you were going to work on one thing this week. What's that one thing right. you want to work on? Like right now, everybody mm-hmm. wants like 
their stream to sound like whatever your favorite church is. I want my stream to sound like them or look like them. Um, I want my live event to be tight and intimate and so um, impactful to people. Um, And I want everything we make to be like on 10. And we end up spending a lot of energy in a lot of different directions and it decreases the value of everything we're doing. So like, what's the, what's the one thing we're really focused on? Like, yeah. man, if there's, if there's 10 people checking out the stream every week, I'm not saying crash the stream, but like, let's, let's give energy like accordingly. I mean, if the goal is to get like a thousand people on the stream, then we need to give a lot of energy to the stream. But, but if, if, if it's just you, if you're the worship leader and you're trying to empower all these volunteers to, to serve in all these different directions, empower volunteers like they're they already if you're trying to recruit all these people to do all these different things and you've got a hundred people you got 50 people in the room and like there's 10 people watching online and three of them are your family because you moved to a different state to start this church like (laughs) mom dad grandma totally and they're all on different devices in the same house like so you can get your stream count up like (laughs) <laughs> do it do it accordingly you know like let, yeah. let's let's give energy like let's make sure the people who are engaging with us in person have the best experience possible like i yeah. i'm a believer that like the throwing out like uh, what's going on in the world right now like i understand like we need to be able to reach people um who who can't get to our services right now um because they're vulnerable or whatever, you know? Um, but like somebody can go tune into a better stream than yours, you know? So like let them tune it's always that let them tune into whatever your favorite church is. Um yeah. let them tune into common grounds. And then why don't you give them yes. why don't you give them a call throughout the week and just check on them and and care for their soul one on one. Yeah. Not like through an iPhone at the back of the room that's getting crappy audio. So like, how- do you know how scary that is for a church that you would say, Hey, be a part of our faith family. We're going to minister to you, but it's okay. Watch another service for a few weeks. That's a, that's a pretty risky thing you're saying, bro. Yeah, I, I, I totally, yeah, I, I, I get that. Um, but like, are, do we care more about the people I want to say this correctly. Yeah, if, be careful. If, if I have if I have fifty <laughs> people in the room, do I care more about the fifty people that I don't have than the fifty mm. people that I do? And how do I make sure I am giving all the effort that I have to the people who are bought in, who are there, um, and not just trying to? There's nothing wrong with the stream. Not trying to keep up with everybody else. Do right, what God has called your church to do. Minister to the people yeah. that God has called you to minister to. Yeah. Um, and, and that goes back to story, too, for it, not just people, but your church. So your church has a story that's different than every other church. Right. So instead of trying to just jump on and be everybody else's story, like actually live in the story that God's already given you. Totally. And, and we spend a lot of our time, like, and I, I do the same thing. Like, I'm following all the churches that are putting out cool stuff. And some of them are bigger than us and some of them are smaller than us. And we're taking parts and pieces from their story. But I, I have to like be mindful that like Hope Church is the only Hope Church. 
sorry, Hope Church in Las Vegas. Look, I'm a part of the only Hope Church Las Vegas in existence. God put yeah. our church here to reach a specific group of people, to reach a specific city. Um, and I can't do that trying to be common grounds, trying to be, you know, Central is a big church in our city. Um, Life is a church in our city. I, I can't. I can't try to emulate them so much that I lose my heart and I lose who I am. So if if I'm talking to a worship leader um, and and I'm saying there's a million steps between a living room and um, a, a venue like like we have a, a big sanctuary like we have, I would say, man, focus on one thing at a time and don't value mm-hmm. the people outside. I, I'm not saying outside like online. Don't value the people that you don't have more than the people that you do have. We spend a lot of time saying like, man, I, if we could just get to 300, but what about the 75? God's given you 75 people and in other parts of the world, in other parts of the country, people would love to gather with 75 believers. And so I'm more concerned about those 225 people that I don't have as a part of my congregation than the 75 people that God's given me. Or if I have a yeah. thousand, I'm just trying to get to 2000. Or if I have 2000, I'm trying to get to 10,000. Like God has given you the people that God has given you. Um, yeah. and, and we focus so much on trying to be cool or trendy and our churches don't care, but they know when, um, when we speak into their lives, they know when we take time to shepherd them. They know when we take time out of our day to call and check on them because we know that they're going through a rough time or to celebrate yeah. with them because they just had a huge milestone in their life. Um, so focus on the people that you do have, not yeah. the people that you don't. Um, I don't know. I don't know how helpful that is um, in, in, in all the things that you're talking about. Um, that's, but That's really insightful. Oh man, that was a great first part of this conversation with Micah on uh, storytelling. And we're going to be back next week and, specifically dive more into how his team plans their production, how they plan their services and uh, they're at Hope Church. So uh, be sure and come back uh, for next week's episode of the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. Uh, Also hit subscribe if you want to keep getting these. And if you don't mind, take a minute and write a review of, uh, of how helpful this podcast has been so that more and more leaders can get access to it. So God bless. See you next week.